want to continue the series on the coming renewal today. Uh, Pastor Joey's been been sharing about it for the last few weeks. Uh, I believe that we as a church are in the beginning stages of of the renewal that God has for us that's that's not to say that uh, this is the beginning of the renewal God has been renewing God has been restoring he's been reviving for literally thousands of years that's what he does but I believe as a church we're we're in a season of renewal I believe that God is doing something special here in the church. And, um, if you know me, you know my, my general style of preaching is uh, very, uh, I'm going to use the, the theological word and say, say exegetical or expository, um, which is that I really like to like get into a text and break it down. Um, that's not going to be necessarily my style today. I kind of want to just share from my heart where I feel like the Lord is leading us as a church um, and directing us uh, as a congregation and as a body um, because I do believe that we're in the beginning stages of renewal and I, I think God's doing something pretty special here. Um, and so I'm, I'm very excited about what God is doing um, and I just want to share a little bit about that, um, I really feel like the Lord is moving us into a position as a church where we're going to have a profound impact on the people of this region um, and the people of this congregation and that lives are going to be changed here. Um, that people who are um, addicted to things, people who are struggling with things, people who are sick, um, that they're going to come here and they're going to find deliverance and they're going to find healing. They're going to find restoration. Um, and if, uh, again, if you know me, this is, my heart is not to pit us against other churches, anything like that. It's not like God's doing something special here. He's not at the church down the road. Um, it's not like that at all. God's doing some really cool things at many churches across this region, across this nation, and definitely across this world. Um, but we get to be a part of that. We get to be a part of what God's doing. And so I want to encourage you in that. And I want to take just a few minutes and talk about um, what renewal is and what it isn't. Um, because I think it's important for us because I think we all come into this kind of setting. If you've grown up in church in any kind of way, uh, if you have been a part of churches for the last you know, decade, uh, chances are you've heard the terms revival, renewal, awakening, things like that. Um, and, it, and it brings pictures into your mind, right? It conjures images of whatever. Um, so for some people, you know, maybe if you think about revival or renewal, what you picture is, you know, a, a stadium of people and, uh, you know, the, the dark service with the moving lights and the fog machines and a powerful time of worship, right? And the extended service and maybe that's what you picture when you picture revival um, maybe you picture you know a tent revival right the old-school tent revivals um, maybe that's what you're picturing when somebody says revival or renewal um, by the way these words uh, revival renewal awakening uh, they they kind of mean different things but I'm gonna kind of use them synonymously today if you really break it down renewal is 
making new again. Um, revival is bringing the dead back to life, right? Um, and awakening is, of course, waking people from sleep. Um, but we're going to use that all kind of synonymously today to talk about how the Lord is doing something in our congregation where um, dead people are bring, being brought back to life and uh, those who are asleep are being awakened and those who uh, once were new are being made new again, right? And so I'm going to be using these words a little bit interchangeably today, um, but I do want to talk about this a little bit. So number one, revival, renewal is not a great church service. It's it's not, you know, having an extended time of worship. Um, I can tell you that there are times when the most faithful believers get together and they worship for four hours and then they go on, they don't do anything, right? That's not revival. Um, that's not renewal. That's a great time in the presence of the Lord. That's a good thing. Um, I, I know that we've had num a number of times like that where God is doing something and uh, we end up worshiping the whole time. Uh, and, and we don't preach at all. We just, you know, we exhort, we, we prophesy, things like that. that. That's not necessarily revival. God could be reviving people during that time and it's a good thing, but that's not revival. It's, it's not a tent, right? If you can schedule it, it's not revival. Can I tell you that? Um, that's just a church service in a tent. Um, and that's, again, it's a good thing. Um, I, can I tell you, I get invited to tent revivals like still fairly frequently to this day, and I think that's great. Um, I don't know why they use the word revival there, um, because you can't, you can't schedule that. If you can schedule God bringing people back to life, um, then you should uh, probably just schedule it for all the time. Um, that would be my suggestion. Um, that would be a, that'd be a great thing. So it's, it's not just a great, grandiose service, um, it's especially, you know, just a, an extended time of what we see as worship, right? The, the sound system wasn't even invented until like the late 40s, early 50s of the, of the 1900s, so like 60 years ago, 70 years ago. Um, and Jesus has been reviving people for a whole lot longer than 60 or 70 years. Um, so it's, it's not just a, a great service. It's not a, a great time of worship. That's a great thing. Um, it's certainly not about uh, politics or America or getting us back to a certain time period, right? Um, I know a lot of people are like, let's get back to the 50s, right? Where there was prayer in school and there was, you know, people love Jesus. And, um, no, it's not about that. Um, that's, that's great. I think there should be prayer in school. Um, I think that revival uh, influences your politics, but it's not about that. Um, that's not what revival is about. Revival is definitely not about growing our church. That's a, that's a big one. You know, I, I think we as, as human beings, we have a desire to be part of like the movement, right? Like like whatever is happening, the cool place that's growing and exploding, like we as humans want to be a part of that um, because it feels like I'm making a difference. Um, and that's great. But can I tell you, the movement that you're a part of isn't this. It's this, right? It's the church of God. It's not about our church. And so when we're talking about revival, it's not about, hey, let's 
let's have these great services and see God move so that we can get a thousand people here. It, that doesn't matter. Lastly, it's, it's not about you and it's, it's not about me and our wants and our desires. I think that um, there is a personal level to it that, that I want revived, right? I want renewed. I want awakened in the presence of Jesus. But, but what God is doing is so much bigger than me. And what he's doing here in this church is, is bigger than, than you. It's bigger than me. God is, God is doing something where he's changing hearts. He's changing lives. And, and we get to be a part of that. And so as we talk about this, this coming renewal, it's not about the services. It's not about growing our church. It's not about politics or you or me. It's about the King of Kings doing what he does best which is bringing dead people back to life. It's awakening those who have been asleep. It's renewing those who have lost all hope, who have been discouraged. It's bringing them renewal. Pastor Joey last week talked about the ordinary and the extraordinary. I'm gonna use the words natural and supernatural, but we mean pretty much the same thing. I, um, I was thinking about it the other day. Literally, my whole life, I've thought the word extraordinary is weird. Um, this is like, I, I know I have a keyboard behind me, so it sounds serious, but, um, right? But I was thinking about the word extraordinary, and I was like, that's just like extraordinary. Like, it doesn't become great. Like, if something is extra something, it's just even more of that thing, right? So ex extraordinary just means even more, or anyway. That is Etymology 101 with Josh Rouse. Thank you. Um, yeah, so we're going to use the words natural and supernatural. I know I, I face kind of the same thing with supernatural, uh, but it's neither here nor there, right? You guys will be thinking about words differently from here on out. You will be. So I, I believe that, that we're, we're being swept up into this renewal. And just as Pastor Joey was sharing last week, that's going to have profound impacts on the, the natural and the supernatural, the ordinary and extraordinary of our lives. Um, and I want to break that down a little bit even more. Last week, you know, you really focused in on... Um, community and how um, the ordinary of community becomes extraordinary um, and that's that's amazing so we're gonna we're gonna touch on that but but it affects so much um, so much of our natural lives um, so and I, I I'm gonna be begin to, to sort of prophesy where I feel like the Lord is taking us because I believe that that as we enter into this season of renewal, that these things will be our church, right? So this is what I feel renewal is, but that's, that's where I feel we are headed. And so again, we're in the beginning stages of this, but this means that this is what your life is gonna look like because this is what God does, right? It's not because we're special or, you know, we have a, an amazing worship team, but man, do we have an amazing worship team? They're so good. Yeah. 
They're great. I was telling somebody the other day, they were, we were talking about how uh, we do transitions. Um, and somebody was like, I always get nervous, so I like go up like right when that third song is ending. And I'm like, I normally just kind of let it, like want to let them squirm and see what they do. Like, I just, I like, I like sitting back and just saying like, all right, let's see what happens. And um, we have, we have such a great worship team that literally most weeks you're probably like, wow, it really, it got better after they got past the like planned part, right? Um, because they're just, they're very talented and they're anointed by God to, to do what they do. And so thank you, worship team. Um, over worship teams. We have like seven of them, so that's great. Um, it's weird to have a church of, you know, 140 average attendance um, and have like 70 of them play instruments. Um, that's that's a fun, fun thing for us. Um, but I, I feel like the Lord is going to be doing this in in this church because it's what he does through renewal. So um, in the natural, I, I think we're going to become a church where where nobody goes without, right? So the Bible talks about um, meeting each other's needs and bearing each other's burdens. Um, and through renewal, through renewed hearts, people become more generous. And so that's, that's not just, hey, be generous to the church, right? Um, that's great. I'm here for that, uh, right? We need need to pay our bills and um, and we have staff and uh, that's awesome but but I'm talking about true generosity where where you see somebody and they're they're hurting financially and you're like hey here's here's whatever I have you know I I don't have much but I I've I've got a little bit in the bank you can have whatever I have um, because this is we're in this together right and I I understand the Bible says those who don't work don't eat. We can we can nuance this all day long. That's great, um, but at the same time, like this is what we're called to, and this is this is what renewed hearts do, right? They become so generous. I believe that we're going to be a church where we take care of widows and orphans and immigrants. We have. Um, a few families in the church who already foster and or adopt, um, I believe that's going to become the normal. I really mean that. And, and that means that God's calling some of you and maybe you're sitting there thinking, God's calling my neighbor here, right? Um, can I tell you the foster world's, it's difficult. Um, it's really it's really, um, it's, it's amazing. God has, has blessed our family so much through it. Um, but it, it, it's, it's challenging. It's not just like raising your own kids. And raising your own kids is challenging, right? Now add, you know, a meeting every week and tracking all your receipts and potentially giving that child up. Um, and it, it becomes very, very difficult. But but I believe that God's going to be calling people in this room to that. Um, I don't, to be honest, in 2023, I don't know what it looks like to really care for widows. I don't. I've never, I've never been a part of a church that 
systematically, systemically took care of widows in a, in a real, like in a real way. Um, I, you know, I, every church I've been a part of does it to an extent, right? And that's awesome. But I, I think we're going to be in a place where we just, it's part of who we are, that, that the widows are taken care of, that the foreigners are invited in, right? The people who um, come into this country and don't speak any English, right? That they come in because they find love here. This is what renewal looks like in the ordinary, in the natural. I believe that we're going to be a church where we live in deep community. Where that community is so deep with each other that all of the other parts, the taking care of each other, the taking care of the widow, taking care of the orphan, that just becomes part of who we are because we really, we're intertwined, right? I'm just involved with your life. Can I tell you that Jesus, when he's talking to some, some people, he says, who are my mother and father and my brother, but those who do the will of my father in heaven? Can I tell you if, if my mom's a widow, I'm taking care of her, right? Because I'm in relationship with her. And if we're really in relationship with each other, we're just doing it, right? This is just becoming who we are. And so we're just involved, right? We're just involved in each other's life. This is where we're headed. And again, we're in the beginning stages of this. A lot of this takes time, right? You don't, like, if I met you today, chances are we're not best friends yet. I can pretend to be really, like, like right, but, like, you just don't know enough about me. It's, it takes time. And so when I say we're in the beginning stages, it's, it's not because, hey, God's not moving yet. No, he is, but it's a process. I believe that we will love our neighbors as ourselves. That in renewal, that we will invite the sinners to dine with us. And we'll invite the lowly to fellowship with us. See, renewal is a whole lot of realizing that, like, I'm not that great, so I can certainly love somebody who's not that great. Renewal involves a whole lot of realizing that it's, it's all Jesus. It's not Josh, right? Believe me, Josh is not that good. But Jesus in me, that's different. And so that's where we're headed. Where we're just inviting our neighbors in. That becomes the culture. That we invite the people who maybe don't see eye to eye with us. Maybe we know about some really terrible sins they've committed. And I mean like terrible sins. And in our flesh, we're like, it's disgusting. I don't want to associate with that. But in the spirit, through, through a renewed mind, 
we're like, I'm bringing them in. I'm bringing them into my family. I believe that's going to be the culture. Some of you guys are thinking about that person right now. Maybe you work with them. Maybe you are family with them. Maybe they're friends from the past. And you're like, I can't stand what they did. A renewed heart brings forgiveness. A renewed heart recognizes that I've committed some pretty terrible sins too. Let me bring them back into the fold. I believe that we won't be divided by race, age, gender, party lines, or ideologies. Can I tell you, it's, it's weird being in 2023 and seeing some of the, the atrocities of the world based on race still. That feels weird to me. I, I know that's like a, like some of you guys, you, you grew up in the 50s and you're like, no, I get it. Like, like things were different when I was a kid, right? But like for me, I, I don't understand it. But it's not just old people, right? I see this in young people. Like gross racism. You know what I see a lot in churches is uh, political ideologies, right? Democrats aren't Christians and we hate them, right? And Republicans aren't Christians and we hate them, right? We see this all the time. And again, I understand that within the political realm, like there are some ideologies that align with Christianity and some that don't. On both sides, by the way. Um, and I recognize that, that the renewed heart is, is going to have political ideas still. But love crosses that line. Right? And I believe that that's where we're headed as a church. Why? Not because we're good enough. Not because we have earned it but because God's doing something in us. He's replacing our heart of, a heart of stone with a heart of flesh. He's renewing our minds. In the supernatural, I believe that we're gonna see the sick healed. I mean that. Some of you guys are like, that's weird, right? Maybe you're newer here, or this is your first time here. Um, can I tell you, it's, it's really not that big of a leap to believe in a God who created all of this, to believe that he also can heal people. It's, it's just really not that big of a leap, right? It's not that big of a leap that he can form you in your mother's womb and that he could raise you from the dead. It's it's just not it's a it's a pretty similar concept actually we just see one a lot more than we see the other but i believe that god in in a time of renewal will be doing that here in this church 
I believe that there are those who are demonized who are going to be delivered. Again, maybe you're, you're newer here or maybe you're not and we just haven't talked about demons enough. Demons get real weird, right? Especially because of all like the horror movies and stuff. Like we have these crazy pictures of like what a demon is and, and what the demonic is. But again, it's, it's not that far of a leap to say like, yeah, there's a, a, a good God who is supernatural and there are evil forces that are supernatural, right? It's not that hard to make that jump. And maybe pictures and movies and whatever have made it like super weird, but it's real, right? There are people who are being demonized. The Bible, by the way, if you look at like the, the old Greek and Hebrew, it's, it's never like oppressed or uh, possessed or, or whatever. It's always demonized. That's, that's the word there, um, that, that you're being attacked by the demonic. And I believe that there's people who are going to be set free from that. And one of the beautiful things about this is that, you know, I, I keep saying this, but it's not about us. You know, a few weeks ago, um, Lorraine came up and, or maybe that was just last week, Lorraine came up and shared her testimony of the week before where um, she was in serious pain in her knees. Um, and during worship, the Lord spoke to her to get on her knees. And she was like, well, I can't do that, right? And then he just healed her, right? It's because it's, it's Jesus. He's the healer. He's the deliverer. He's the one who raises the dead. It's not the pastor or the elders. We may play a part in it, but it's Jesus. I believe that we're going to see addicts set free. We've had a lot of people come through this church. Maybe they're still here. Maybe they've moved on to other churches, but a lot of people who have been addicted to some things and Jesus has set them free. I, I really believe that, that God's using this house specifically for that that that's an anointing on this house, is that we're going to be a place where, where people who have been addicted to, to drugs, to alcohol, to pornography, to whatever, that they're going to come into this house and they're going to be set free because they're going to meet with Jesus. And when, when you meet with Jesus, he renews you. He revives you. He takes you out of that. do believe that we're going to have deep encounters with the Lord, that, that during times of worship here, that the manifest presence of God will be present here. Some of you, you're like, I don't even know what that means, right? You're like, what does it mean for God to just show up, just to be present? If you haven't experienced it yet, I want to encourage you to keep coming, because because I can't really describe it. Um, but when you meet with Jesus, it changes you.
Lastly, I believe that the people who are spiritually dead will be raised to new life in Christ. That they once were in darkness, but they're going to be brought into his magnificent light. That those who have been hopeless will receive hope in this place. That those who have been discouraged will be encouraged in this place. That those who once were bound by sin will be free from that bondage. Those that were bound in depression and anxiety, that the Lord's going to set them free. He's going to heal their minds. This is where we're headed as a church. The renewal that we're talking about has a whole lot to do with the natural and a whole lot to do with the supernatural. This is what we're doing as a church. This is what God is calling you to. This is what God has planned for your life, for your neighbor's life, for your sister's life, your brother's life, your parents' lives. This is what God has planned. God is doing something. And he's inviting you to be a part of it. He's inviting you to join in this renewal, both here at this church and worldwide. You see, what he's doing here is special, but it's not unique to what he's doing around the world because this is what he does. This is what Yahweh God does. He heals, He delivers, He shapes our hearts and invites us to be the light to the world. And He's inviting you today to join in this journey, to join in this story. Today we're going to receive communion participate in the body of Christ. If you did not yet get a cup and the bread, can you just slip your hand up in the air? And Emma, I'm going to steal that from you. Thank you. Because I forgot to grab this. So feel no shame if you did not get it yet. Today we're, we're joining in this renewal through participating with the body and blood of Jesus. How many of you know that in order to be revived, you have to be dead? 
In order to be renewed, you have to be old. Today we participate in the death and therefore the resurrection of Jesus. We do this every week as a sign, as a reminder that we're being revived. That through his death, burial, and consequential resurrection, we now get to join in his resurrection. And so today, as we receive this bread, let's give glory to Jesus, the lamb that was slain, to take away the sin of the world. God, we love you, and we thank you for giving your son for us.